welcome to episode 16 of the Adventures in Novus podcast. As always, all of our socials and platforms are in the notes below. And wow, the patrol is finally dead. Except for that one guy. We won't talk about that one guy. I have to congratulate the boys. They did it. That was a really tough fight. And now all that is left is to get the princess back to Fayhaven. And a recap from Travis. We fought. That's about it. No, I got more. <laughs> <laughs> that is about I it. I spent all that time right here, but yeah. A climactic battle between us and the scum of Clam took place in the wee hours of the morning. We managed to waylay the first group that was dragging something princess-shaped. But from the east, eleven bodies appeared with torches. Thankfully, the Adivan sensed their ill will towards us and the Adivan and tangled them repeatedly with vines from the forest floor. With Crick sending everyone to sleep, and as an akimbo, were able to clean up pretty much everybody left. I fell briefly before akimbo brought me back into the fight, which helped because I was able to slay the famed mouth mage, and akimbo killed the final soldier with one soldier making an escape, probably back to claim. We moved north to rest for the night, and awoke refreshed, ready to get the princess home. Thank you, Travis. So, it is 2 o'clock, the 14th of Gosran, on the seventh day of the adventure. Seven days it took you to start the adventure and find the princess, even though she's stoned and missing an arm. We'll get to that later. The sun hangs high in a sky painted with hues of gold and cerulean. A dense and enchanting forest comes to life. Tall, ancient trees stretch toward the heavens, their branches interwoven like the intricate threads of a grand tapestry. Sunlight filters through the foliage, creating a dappled dance of light and shadow on the forest floor, where vibrant wildflowers bloom in a kaleidoscope of colors. As a gentle breeze rustles through the leaves, a dragon soars gracefully overhead, its wings a breathtaking display of iridescent scales that shimmer and glimmer like precious emeralds. Why are you flashing your penis up there, Kim? <laughs> so, what do you guys do? Can we get the dragon's attention somehow? The, the Griff, he does not see us, I assume. That would expedite our journey back to... Uh... Yeah, Kimbo, you got that, that bird friend. I mean, I never asked its name, but could it send a message? His name is Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Bird, comma you, Larry? <laughs> Who is Larry Bird? <laughs> Akimbo whistles. And the sparrow flies down from high above in the canopy and lands on his shoulder. Hey, bird. Akimbo does some sort of weird sign language that you guys don't really understand. He's essentially pointing at the bird and pointing at the dragon and pointing at the bird and pointing at the dragon again. And the bird takes off. I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> Try not to get eaten, little bird. <laughs> and a Kimbo sparrow flies high through the canopy of trees and disappears high into the sky. What are you guys going to do while you wait? Anders, uh, how is your strange god man? Is he speaking to you yet? Hmm... Is he speaking to Andrew? You did not hear anything from Akroma last night, I'll tell you that. 
Just weird dreams. He's been having weird dreams. You can have weird dreams. <laughs> and he had weird visions. None with a chroma. None with a chroma. What is he just some floozy that you can just break up with and yeah. then call the next day and expect a booty call? A chroma's desperate. He's desperate for my patronage. Maybe he's found someone else. <gasps> like Philip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Philip. <laughs> um, Let's just say I'm coming to a bit of an understanding with myself and my god. This is good, Anders. This sounds like personal growth. Perhaps uh, you can keep doing these things and less drinking. Well, <laughs> let's not be too hasty. I mean... Uh, we did not have that celebratory drink, I must say. I'm dying of thirst, Travis. Please. Create water. Cheers to wine. Everybody gets a drink. Cheers to finding the princess. Oh, he... That's a cheers and a half, I'll leave, I'll leave yours as water, don't worry. Ah, thank you, thank you. Yes, I drank water. Very nice. Akimbo's joy at saving the princess last night has kind of... as The more he's thought about it and realized that she's stoned and missing an arm, this is, I hope she can be saved. He takes a sip. Oh, boy. I believe there will be... Uh, spells or something to help her, some magics to help her from Fairhaven to turn back to Princess. These things I'm quite sure of. In any case, let us go. We must get back. Kimbo, should we wait here for Bird to come back, or should we just get a move on? Yes, we should wait. For once, I want you guys to keep talking. Kimbo, that lady in the bar. You hit that? A gentleman does not kiss and tell. Oh, so you didn't know Jack to the tits, but you know a gentleman thing. I did it. I totally did it. <laughs> I knew it. Nicely done. <laughs> I feel this is inappropriate work talk. Akimbo puts his hand, waiting for a high five, just down slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Not while you guys are on the clock, okay? You must... We are working here. This was job to do. And in the distance, you hear a familiar sound. The deep, rhythmic whoosh of large wings tearing through the skies above. Creaking and crackling sounds start happening all around you, and they seem to be originating from the trees. Through the canopy, you can make out Elder Griff's green dragon, Taurus. Uh, uh, he's a scared dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're probably gonna have to roll some <laughs> fear checks. Son of the legendary green dragon Nakata, who famously created Feyhaven. Taurus starts to circle around your location. I know we called the bastard, but I feel my gut starting to rumble. You would think there's nowhere to land as the creaking and crackling gets more intense from the trees and leaves, pine cones, pine needles, and small branches all start falling all around you. The trees start to violently shake themselves free from the ground, their roots tearing through the earth, and the trees rise from the ground. The roots act like legs once they are upright, and the animated trees move away from the stone princess to create a large clearing. Taurus scales the color of emeralds, head with a single giant sharp horn, descends into the clearing. Taurus lands, you can feel the impact of the large creature hitting the ground, the final flap of his wings, blowing dirt, leaves, and pine needles past you. 
I'm going to need a DC 20 will save. Or you will be frightened by its presence. Do you still have your aura of courage, or is that one that you gave up? That's next level. I'm on the next level. Not 20. Nope. You said a will save? Yes, sir. 15 for Crick. Travis also fails with a 15. Be brave, Enders. Be brave. 20. Got it. Oh, you passed. You and Akimbo both pass. Act like you've been here before. Akimbo knows the dragon. I didn't roll for him. <laughs> I guess you guys are afraid. Yeah, or do they just go running into the woods? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think this is safe, friends. Uh, please, I must go. Bye. And, and Crick runs off out of the clearing to hide behind one of the, the trees that didn't get animated, just one of the regular trees. That's all Crick, always running behind the trees. Travis, you're also scared. Tree fucking story, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys run, hide behind the tree, and it eventually wears off as Taurus settles to the ground. And both of you see that Akimbo and Anders are just standing there, just waving at Elder Griff. Elder Griff is mounted on Taurus's back, and he is an imposing figure in his own right, with dragon scale tattoos all over his body. He wears the same grass skirt that Akimbo wears, but he does have a dragon skull helmet on his head. Upon landing, Elder Griff sees the princess in stone. What happened? Why is she stone? Where is her hand? Well, I, I would say Travis and I are cowering, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know why she's stone, right? Right. Well, uh, Mr. Griff, your excellency, uh, magnificent beast you have there, I must say. Uh, the princess, uh, we, uh, we do not know what happened to her here, why she's stone. Uh, we did... Uh, Find her being absconded with by some layabout Calamian soldiers, which we dispatched with high precision and force, and we rescued her. We, uh, you'll, you'll notice my mate here has uh, attempted to mend her, her wound to our best of our abilities. Oh, Travis shows up now and he's got the, the hand that he couldn't reattach with the shield. How did it break? We found it when we were tracking the, the soldiers through the forest. Didn't know if we could reattach it, but we brought it with us because we knew it looked important. And then we knew we were on the right trail. Crick kind of starts coming back from cowering behind the trees, slowly walking towards the group. Elder Griff stares down Akimbo. Akimbo, is this true? Everything they have said is true. We found her stoned. And we found her. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. That's an akimbo th- akimboism. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and we found Calamians dragging her off. Her arm broke off when they were dragging her away. They are all dead. Well, not exactly. There was one that got away. But eh, we do great things for you. You should not be upset. If anything, you should be very happy. This is something that can be solved by magics, probably from some silly mages you may have in Fehaven. Enough! We must return to Fehaven. Enough words. Get on. Oh, no. Okay. Hello, big dragon. 
So I'm going to tell you guys right now. It is a big dragon. It is a 20-foot green dragon with scales of emeralds. And there is a second saddle not being used, as he was probably anticipating that it would be carrying the princess. And there are handholds around the saddles for those who want to attempt to hold on. That's what you see. Perhaps we could just be walking back. It won't take that long, I don't think, yes? Yeah, I think that's probably a, probably a good idea. I, I'm, I'm like looking over to, at uh, Elder Griff. If you want to remain behind, that is your business. Akimbo, I will go. Oh, okay. We... Come on, you panty waist. Let's do it. Quick, take the second saddle. Uh, yes, of course. Place of honor, as fearless leaders do. I, I, and Crick nervously, uh, but thinking he's being all like uh, uh, full of courage and bravado, like marches towards the dragon and like then like reaches up and is like, oh no, these are scary. Okay, let's do it. And tries to pull himself up. Akimbo grabs your foot with his hands and helps you up on top of the saddle and he jumps up and holds on to the back handhold and there are a couple side handholds. And it shows no hesitation of fear and grabs one of the handholds. Trevor says, all right, well, here we go. And I'm going to tie a piece of rope around myself and to the saddle as well. Roll an engineering. 16. All right. You're pretty confident in your knots. Elder Griff whistles. And Taurus grabs the princess and sled all in one large taloned foot and leaps into the air with the other. Three mighty flaps of his majestic wings, and you're already above the canopy of trees. <laughs> the never-ending story. That's what I was yeah. <laughs> yeah! 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 <laughs> I just trailed behind my rope. Yeah! My cloak's billowing out behind. Taurus seems to struggle a bit with the extra weight, but then finds his rhythm as you guys start to climb higher and higher. You can see the forest below immediately begin to close the clearing that it had created and settle back to what it was before. Above the trees, high into the sky, you see just how large the Adivan forest actually is. It seems to go on forever to the north. You see Trader's Haven to the south in a way that you never imagined, and you see the Adivan River break off into three rivers. You see Great Lake and the Dragon Spine Mountains. My, what a view. I don't like it up here. It's very high up. Crick. There's very small things down there. Soak it all in. How often are you going to see this? I hope never again. <laughs> Think of it as something you can tell the ancestors. They see everything I see. They know. Some of them done this before, not me. Can't they give you some advice then? After Taurus settles in his flight, he takes a hard right turn to fly towards the Adivan River and follow it north. I'm going to need a strength check from everyone. Plus 10 for Crick in the saddle and plus 3 for Travis for the ropes. 27. 21. 11. And Akimbo gets an 11 as well. And you all pass. Although you <laughs> and Akimbo on the side ropes, 
you kind of let go of one hand for a second and then grab back on. But yeah, it was an easiest check. It was just for fun. <laughs> Under yeah. 10, though, someone would have had to make a reflex save. <laughs> Which I have at zero. No, someone else went to grab you. Oh, I see. So what would have been an eight-hour journey on the ground turns into a 30-minute flight. As you can already start to see, the creation of Taurus's mother, Nakata, the city of Fayhaven. The circular city is surrounded by a wall of large oak trees growing unnaturally close together, and around that, the moat of thorns. As you get closer, you can start to make out individual buildings inside the city. You can see the inner bailey of the dragon clan, and just then, Taurus begins his descent, tucking in his wings. The speed at which Taurus is descending is frightening. You start to wonder, is this safe? And just before hitting the ground, Taurus bellows a mighty roar and spreads his wings out wide. I'm going to need another strength check. Same bonuses. So bollocks check. Natural 20 fatty natty. I also is. Nice. Got a fatty natty. 24. Oh. (laughs) What did you get, Crick? 26. Akimbo fails. (laughs) (laughs) You get a tw- oh, because you're. I have plus ten. Yes. <laughs> so who is closest to Akimbo? Crick and who was on the back? Sorry, Travis. Mm-hmm. So Crick and Travis both have a reflex save to see if you can lend a hand to Akimbo, who has just lost both handholds. Don't lose our hero. Thirteen. 21. 21! So Crick barely misses. Your fingertips touch, but Travis is there with rope attached to saddle, swings across, and grabs Akimbo's forearm with his hand. Akimbo grabs Travis's forearm. You get what I'm saying. And they land to the ground. Imagine the irony if he dies on the... Returning home as a hero. Oh, dude. I will finally be redeemed. Splat. David Akimbo. Okay. But with only one foot available, Taurus struggles with the landing and mostly ends up on his side on impact while keeping the other Talon in the air protecting the princess as a ring cloud of dust bursts throughout the amphitheater of the inner bailey of the dragon clan. Taurus lets out a painful roar, but he writes himself up. He's okay. He's a big boy. Good boy, Elder Griff says, and and pats Taurus on his back as Dragon Clan warriors and Elder Griff's personal female bodyguards quickly surround you guys and the dragon. Magnificent beast. I, this was actually not as bad as I thought it might be. It was more scary beforehand than now, but still terrifying. That's how you make a true fucking story. <laughs> Bet you guys didn't think you'd be riding a dragon a week ago. No, not, not at all. Elder Griff, no worse for wear after the impact, immediately starts bellowing orders. Bring Princess Gertrude and the adventurers to my office. Immediately! The Dragon Clan warriors go right to the princess. Taurus releases her oh. and they immediately start inspecting her and the sled. They are making sure it's still good enough to bring her in to the inner bailey. Two of Elder Griff's personal bodyguards come over to help you guys down from the dragon. You guys good with this? Do you comply? I take note of how effective this uh, commander is for subordinates following his orders. And uh, log this for a future date and follow along as well. It's about yelling at the right time. 
Yes. There's men trying to help us down. Women trying to help you down. The personal bodyguard of uh, Elder. How far down is it? Oh, you're like six, seven feet up in the air. And just needs no help. Jumps down. Hey, little help. I accept help gracefully. Thank you very much, kind lady. Untie my rope and fold into their arms. Nice. So you all get down from Taurus, no worse for wear, even after your little scare. This way, please. She has a large flambard sword sheathed on her back. She leads you towards a large hall of the inner bailey. The big building that you guys saw before when Claire did her spell. You enter the grand hall of the inner bailey, following Elder Griff's two bodyguards. The first room you enter is a large meeting room with large floor-to-ceiling tapestries of phrasma adorning the walls. Some of the tapestries depict ancient-looking temples in the jungle covered in roots and vines. Other tapestries show phrasma herself reaching down, blessing the Guarians. You are lucky. Most outsiders don't get to see this. There are rows and rows of benches all facing a podium on the front, which is in the shape of the spiraling comet of phrasma. This seems to be a place of worship, or a meeting room of sorts. Behind the podium is a door, and that's where the bodyguards bring you. Inside the room is a large office with papers and scrolls in disarray on the floor, as if someone had been frantically going through them looking for answers. There's a large desk in the back with even more papers and maps scattered about on top of it. Bookshelves line every wall, and the floor is covered with a fancy embroidered rug which has the symbol of the Dragon Clan on it, a fearsome-looking black dragon head barring its teeth menacingly. Please wait here. Most certainly. This place, fellas, it's beautiful. Aye, and there, there's some fit lasses, aye? I don't know what this means. Uh, let's just say there's a lot of beauty to go around. I could not agree more. Those would be hard ones to get. Uh, you say that, Mr. Half-Sword. <laughs> we will see if I have a full sword by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the bodyguards leave and shut the doors behind them. There are some fancy chairs inside the office. You can sit on them if you like, or you can just stand. I don't care. <laughs> and just takes a seat. Yes, Greek as well. It's very nice. This, I, 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 I marvel at the majesty. Griff is in the room? He's in this office yet? yet? No? Okay. Did they bring the princess in here? No, the first thing they, they did was just kind of make sure the sled was okay, so you guys were ahead of the... You guys went in first. Okay. Yeah. So as you wait, you soon realize that you have, in fact, completed a quest. The journey only took a week, but this was probably the most eventful week of your lives. Did I say that already? Cut that out if I did. That week felt like three years. Thinking about everything you have been through since that first trip up the Adivan River to save the princess, you are now here. Hopefully to collect a reward. But I can tell you one thing. Reward or no reward, Anders, Travis, you have hit level three. Ding, ding. Excuse me, DM man. I believe you forgot poor Crick. Oh, you're here too? Yes, please. Oh, I guess so. Crick as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Sorry, but I feed on pain. Like a will-o'-wisp. <laughs> so, level three. Let's talk about it. Travis. What is new and fun with Travis level three? Travis. As a bonus feat, he gets endurance. 
which is a fun feat because now I get to just wear my medium armor into bed so I don't have to worry about taking that off when we sleep. So if we're ambushed in the middle of the night, I'm good in my armor now. Pretty good for a three-person party, I'd say. Mm-hmm, that's very helpful. Uh, my base attack goes up. I get a little bit of will save. Um, I get a favored terrain. I get to select my first favored terrain. Um, and I'm going to go with a forest because that's sort of where I grew up and that's what I know. So Travis is going to stick in the forest. So what that does is it gives me bonuses to initiative. My tracking stuff goes up. So when I'm in those favored terrains, I get those bonuses. Uh, and then I get a level three feat. Uh, that's just you always get a feat at level three. I'm going to go because I like to miss, especially with my bow. Uh, I'm going to take rapid shot, which is a fun one. So now I get two, two, sh- two shots at a minus two, I believe. I think you mean two misses. Go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm just ready to miss more. It's, I just want to really wear out that sound effect button for Mike. There you go. Uh, and then we can roll some HP if you want to do that. Yeah. So, What's your HP die? Ten. As is tradition, me and Travis are both going to roll. The highest dice wins. If it's a tie, we re-roll. I rolled a four. <laughs> I got a one. Oh, so I do end up helping you, but it is nice that it's a low number. So add your con and move on. Anders. Four is... Um, oh, no. I thought I was thinking mine. Mine's D6. I'm like, that's great. No, that was a D10. Anders, what is new and exciting about your character? Are you still a paladin? Right, yes. Well, I believe uh, wearing this uh, pendant is signaled that I am continuing down my paladin training or retraining as it were trying to navigate the fog of my drunken decades so I have gained a mercy at level 3 I'm taking the second mercy right yes after many years of being a drunken lout I uh, have gained a resistance to being hungover and I have learned some remedies along the way so we'll call it that uh, I've gained an aura of courage, which uh, I believe makes us resistant to fear type uh, effects. This would have helped very much on dragon scaringness. Yes, well, it's here now. Right, so I have uh, gained divine health, which uh, makes, uh, makes me immune to all diseases, including supernatural and magical diseases, which includes mummy rot. Boy, I hope I don't encounter any mummies. That does not sound pleasant. Anyways, uh, I've also gained uh, some extra layer on hands usage, should that power return to me by the grace of Okrama. <laughs> Blessed be his name and all that. I want you to beg. <laughs> Is that an Okrama's voice? <laughs> <laughs> no, just Derek, the DM, wants you to beg. Oh, I have to roll HP. Oh, you have to roll HP. What is your HP dice? 10? Uh, I guess. All right. This one. Six. Eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. And this strikes rich again. I've helped both of you, Frick. Those are all the major things, yeah? I think so. Crick, what is new with our fearless leader? He's still deciding. Dun, 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 had all day yesterday to figure it out. Now he is not doing it. Crick is becoming one of most powerful mages in all of continent. And uh, at this time, he gains extra hex, which give him... He, he tried this out before at other time. He gives stinky eyes to peoples, but it doesn't quite work out the way he wants. But now, 
Now it have true power of evil eye. So Crick use it to weaken his feeble enemies. Other things he get is access to level 2 spells now, which is quite boost. No healing, much more powerful now. Cure moderate runes. Also, he get the spell of casting webs like a Spider-Man, but not like this Spider-Man swinging around in tall areas with steel things and glass. Nothing like that. He just cast webs all over the ground and make it sticky and people cannot walk through and they get stuck. These are the most important things. Also, he get health. What is your health die? Six. Six. Does it fill up our health if we were wounded when you level up? Or do I add the hit points from the, the maximum? You would have healed last night from the rest, you though. You gain all max new ones, but you don't heal the old ones. Okay, oh, but we did rest, right? We rest. Yeah, yeah, so which you, you're, you'll, what, how much were you off? I was only missing three. Yeah, you're full. Yeah, you're full. So you rolled your d6, I'm gonna roll my d6. I rolled I, a I six. Roll, I roll a three, what do you roll for? I rolled again? a six, I rolled a six, ah, let's move on. Very nice, Craig become much more powerful. He gained small other abilities, but these are the best ones. Yeah. Anyways, the door to the office slams open and you hear Elder Griff commanding his warriors, careful, careful, damn you. The stone version of Princess Gertrude is dragged in on her sled by Dragon Clan warriors into the room and set down in the middle, lying down. The Dragon Clan warriors take their leave and Elder Griff's four bodyguards guard the door. Elder Griff quickly moves towards his desk, clearing the top of it with his arms, throwing the maps and papers to the ground. Where are they? He screams. He frantically opens and closes random drawers, but he quickly finds what he's looking for. Two stones. He grabs one in each hand, closes his eyes, and mutters some words under his breath that you cannot hear. You see both stones crumble to small pebbles and dust in his hands when he finishes. He drops the debris on the ground, takes a deep breath, and looks up at you guys. The reward of 2,000 unclipped gold coins was for the safe return of Princess Gertrude. Time will tell if this will be the case. I think thank you, but you still seem very angry for us doing you great favor. You should be more happy. She is not alive. And just as he screams that, two lights appear in the room on either side of Elder Griff, and they grow into multi-dimensional portals. You hear, Balagmoga! And, Oh, I remember these words. And in an instant, Bink Madri, the gnome that was covered in hair from the first meeting where Claire did her spell with the mirrors, appears on his left. Waggling his suspicious gnome fingers outside of it. That little furball. As always, there is a long pipe hanging outside the mass of hair covering his body. On the right side, Nitral Haliard appears with his tall, pointed, brimmed hat, elaborate staff, and simple robes. The Rainbow Geezer's returned. As soon as Nitral appears, he walks right to the princess. Yes, I see. Yes. Bink Madri approaches as well. They both examine the princess carefully, then step back and have a quick discussion. 
Yes, yes. No, no, yes, yes. Crick yes, and I understand yes. what he's saying now. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> well, you said Crick and you can understand now. Would you like to translate what Bink was saying to each other? I wish to understand what he was saying, yes. Okay, and you know the language, so you don't need to roll the linguistics? This is true, yes. And you as well, Travis? Travis knows Gnomish. Okay, and Anders and Akimbo have no idea, but essentially what was being discussed was Bink Madri was saying this spell is very costly, there's not a guarantee that it will work, and Nitril agreed. And then Bink said that we could try to find a djinn or a genie to try and cast a wish. And Nitril said no. And Bink said that our best chance is stone to flesh and we hope the princess survives. So Nitril comes out of his little powwow with Bink Madrin. He goes to Elder Griff and goes, yes, this is not good. No. Out with it! Can you save her? Nitral sighs. Yes, there is a better chance that she will survive than not survive. However, that will be up to her and not me. Neither of us see a better solution that does not come with more... complicated matters. Elder Griff slams his fist on the desk, takes a breath, and tries to calm himself. The bodyguards at the door haven't even flinched. Nitro, you are my most trusted advisor. Do what you think is best. Nitro nods. Yes. Crick, I will need a drop of blood mixed with the earth. Would you be so kind? First, I want to roll a sense motive on him because if he wants my blood... Aren't you looking for any excuse Crick to cut yourself? some shifty eyes on that. All right. Five. Well, with a five or any other number, <laughs> you think Nitro is being quite genuine and he is a powerful wizard. You have no reason not to doubt him. Okay, yes, I, I can help with this, but I have one thought on this matter. Uh, Travis here, he tried this uh, spell of his, but... It not quite work the way he wants as much. What if the wh- what is your plan? You do this stone to flesh? Is this right? Yes, stone to flesh. Yes, this is our best chance. Hmm. And then Crick thinks for a moment and try. I want. I want to do a knowledge arcana uh, to try to see if Crick knows. If there is a different spell that would work. Let, let Crick confer with Anders here. He, he's actually quite clever with these matters. By all means. Uh, essentially, I want to... I, I know there, there is a spell that might help with this. I don't know if it'll actually help with it. But, uh, yeah. So, essentially, I know that there's a spell that might help with this. I don't know for sure. But uh, Make Whole would be it. Um... So I just want to know if Crick knows about this spell. Roll the 22 as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it exists, Crick knows. He rolled natural 20 for a 
plus your skill 30. Points. I just level up. 30 plus Anders's help is 32 for make hole. Basically looking to see if we can reattach this uh, hand with shield to the other stone before they turn her back to flesh. Oh, so your concern is not turning her from stone to flesh. You still want to replace the arm. Well, he's significantly higher level. I would imagine his magic would be... You get more pounds of flesh. Right? It's similar to mending. It helps heal the hand. But yes, I, I'm not so concerned with stone to flesh. I want princess to be whole. Yeah. So just trying to connect the stone to the stone, basically. But it's it's... It's a healing thing, right? It's not a put arm back on arm thing. Well, isn't it like, but she's made of right stone now? right it's now. An she's an object. Statue. Pretend like you're... You see what I mean? Like, like the idea is to fix the statue, and if the statue is fixed, and then she turns to flesh, if everything is fixed, then she has use of her hand slash arm. Yeah, and then flesh to stone... The subject, along with its carried gear, is turned into a mindless, inert statue. Our conversation before nailed it. If the statue resulting from this spell is broken or damaged, the subject, if ever returned to its state, has similar damage or deformities. See? So I don't have that spell, but maybe they do. Maybe you just make it so her arm is like an inch shorter after it's done. Well, we have the whole piece. It's a wizard level two spell, so Mitchell would have. So, yes, with this, uh, I, I spend a moment, I talk with Anders. Anders, I've heard of this thing with spells before, of putting objects back together. Much yeah. more powerful than what Travis do, but right. a similar thing. Yes. Ah, what's this name? What's this name? Uh, something about a hole. Ah, yes, 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 making. Making hole. Oh, yes, This is what we need hole. to do. Yes. Uh, neutral. Uh, perhaps you have make hole? Hmm, yes, yes. I remember, I remember make hole. He fingers, uh, make hole <laughs> <laughs> he fingers, oh no, oh no, oh jeez. I make oh, hills geez. and watermelons oh, all the time. God. Oh good. We're, we're pathetic. Um, <laughs> yep. So he fingers bank my tree over <laughs> and they have another powwow. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, yes. It turns out that Bink has make whole. This is excellent, excellent, most excellent idea. Does anyone have the hand and shield missing? Yes, who has this still? Yes, I have it right here. And he takes it out of his bag and yeah. uh, cautiously approaches the gnome, <laughs> keeping an eye on his fingers the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Like just ridiculous, like just looking right at him, <laughs> yeah. making a big, uh, not even hiding it. Yeah. And uh, then he and he lays the the shield in the hand on the ground. I don't understand your gobbledygook. Talk to one of my associates. Anders, Anders, be polite, please. These are nice peoples. I will help. It's okay. Here, and I, I go and lift it. I assume he said to put. Yeah, he yeah. can't lift it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anders, you grab other side. <laughs> well, why didn't you say so? He did. You just don't understand. It's you know, it's, it's okay. Here, and and I'll grab the one end. If you grab the other, and lift all right, it on like kind of holding it up. Yeah, to, into place. Yeah, yeah. So Big Madrid takes a big hit off his pipe, <laughs> and blows it. 
onto the part that is cracked where you guys are holding it in place where it would be. And it slowly forms and reforms. And all of a sudden, the princess's arm is back. And her whole statued form is whole. Ah, perhaps this has worked. We, we shall see soon enough. <laughs> good, good job, Binks. He nods. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, yes. This is a win, yes. Now, moment of truth, no? I am dreading this spell. I am not gonna lie. So... I am actually dreading this spell. And so I just want everyone to know that's listening. This spell, it's called Stone to Flesh. The thing with Stone to Flesh is the person it's being cast on has to pass a 15 fortitude save to survive the process of going from stone back to flesh. It's a violent spell with no guarantees. And I'm going to tell you right now that Princess Gertrude is a strong, strong character. And she has a plus 10 to fortitude. 75%. Yeah. So she has to roll a five or above to survive the process. And this is where Pathfinder gets interesting. Because even as a game master, I'm like, ah, kind of want, you know, it's a better story if she lives. You know what I mean? But on the other side, I get to screw these guys out of 2,000 gold. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. But story purposes, I kind of actually wanted to survive. And I now have to roll a dice. But first, we'll set it up a little bit more. So, well, actually, Nitral still needs the ingredients of dirt and blood to cast the spell. So, Crick, would you be so kind? Yes, it's not a problem. He g- grabs his uh, knife and kind of cuts his hand just a hair. And just yeah. Dirt. Where are we going to get dirt at this hour? Travis reaches down to his boot, <laughs> grabs a bunch of the Ativan soil uh, they've been tromping through. Nice. What? No! Dirt! Elder Griff screams, and one of his bodyguards leaves immediately. And within seconds, she comes back with two handfuls of dirt. I don't know, one handful, two handful, how much dirt did you want? One is enough. Thank you, kindly dear. And Nitral grabs the dirt from the bodyguard. He goes over to Crick with his hand out with the dirt. Fingers and toes crossed, lads. What, you wish me to drip on the, the dirt? Okay. Squeeze hand. Yeah, no problem for Crick. If you want him to bleed, he will bleed. <laughs> and Nitral starts mixing up the blood and the dirt on his hands. And is is nervously gripping Travis's shoulder very hardly. <laughs> the ta- Very hardly? Yes. Firmly. Thank you, Crick. Most kind of you, yes. The time for prayers is now. Elder Griff falls to his knees and his bodyguards follow. I honor the plant. I revere the tree and I cherish his branches. I honor the plant. I revere the tree and I cherish his branches. They say over and over. Crick, sit down, cross leg, take off mask, place it ahead of him, just in front, and pull up uh, sleeves to robes to expose very strange scars all over including little man on hand. Um, 
Also now, with this new cut on hand, he draw out an eyeball looking thing on other hand. This will be representing for his evil eye. He draws squiggly lines around to make it look real cool. This one, he ponders extra hard well, and prays to ancestors, talking to them about what the evil eye means and how they must help this fine lady princess. Please, ancestors, he touch forehead, cover himself in blood. Can we aid? Uh, there's no aiding we can do, even with heal? Can't Nothing? aid a spell. No? Okay. Do Anders or Travis pray? Could do, like, um, guidance, but I don't think... Travis! Yeah. Crick kind of says while he's going through his ritual, he reaches with his other hand and pulls out one of the new uh, oils that they got mm-hmm. and hands it to him. Please place this all over Princess. It might help. It's uh, the oil of guidance that we just got. What does that do? Normally it gives a plus one to saves. Um, I'm not sure it'll work on this in this scenario, but hmm, worth a shot. Okay, as I'm walking by, I'm like, hey, Nitril, I think this might help. It's got some, some guidance in the oil here. I want to I help as much as I can. I'm going to rub this on the princess's statue here. Yes, yes, just not the face. <laughs> I shake the bottle and start applying it. Liberally. Anders, do you pray? Well, I was gripping Travis's shoulder very hard, but he's uh, walked away with his mystery fluid. <laughs> so, uh, is it booze, Travis? <laughs> Just check. No, no. Yeah, okay. not this time. Anyways, uh, I guess I'll grip me amulet, me pendant, and me bollocks. All right. So we will give a plus one to the save. So four or above, I have to roll. With the blood and soil, Nitro paints the spiraling comet of Phrasma on the princess's face and chants slowly. You will be flesh once more, yes. Come back to the living, yes, you must. Break through your prison, follow my voice, yes. Just like a band-aid. Oh my god, the 12. Oh. It's over. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Thank goodness. Oh, I didn't want to roll that at all. Okay, thank God that's over. A beam of light pours out of Princess Gertrude's mouth at first. The stone starts crackling in different areas of her body, and light beams come out of those as well. The whole room goes white and cracks with a loud sound and then quickly dims. And before you lies down, Princess Gertrude, daughter of Smarg Underbite. Her missing arm starts gushing blood because I did not edit this part. (laughs) Her other arm was missing too. We just didn't see it. And due to make whole, she is in full form. Yes, this work! Success! I believe that fulfills the conditions of the agreement. I'm just glad Princess is safe. This is the most important thing. Indeed. The princess breaks through the ropes and looks up confused as she sees Crick, Anders, Travis, and Akimbo ahead of her and frantically backs up and hits Elder Griff's <laughs> desk. Elder Griff quickly moves around the desk. Shh, shh, shh. It's okay. 
You're home now. You're home safe. Very comforting. <laughs> Hush, little baby. Don't you say a word. What? You're in Fayhaven. You're safe. Oh, I'm... I'm so sorry. Elder Griffin braces the princess. Shh. It's like Worf's romance. <laughs> yes. Let's have them have their moment. We can wait outside, yes. Akimbo! You stay. Yes, Elder. Akimbo nods at you guys as Nitro motions for you to take a step outside into the other room with, with the tapestries and benches that led to this one. Elder Griff's bodyguards step aside and allow you to do so. So, Crick, look over and see Akimbo. He... Pound, pound fist to chest and nod at him. Akimbo gives you a annoying nod. A nod that, you guys are going to be friends for life kind of nod. <laughs> Good luck, Akimbo. Enjoy this moment. You've earned it. Come, employees. He has earned this. As, as Anders say, we shall, we shall leave them be. Akimbo nods at each of you. A nod that tells you he will not forget what you guys have done for him. Yeah, head out into the other room. Oh, captain, my captain. So it is just the three of you with Nitro. Well done, adventurers. Yes, well done. You are one step closer to facing the coming doom, but you must realize you are very, very far away. Yes. Just then the door opens to Elder Griff's office and two of his bodyguards come out carrying a medium-sized chest. They drop it on the ground in front of you. 2,000 unclipped gold coins as promised. Elder Griff and Princess Gertrude wish to meet you tomorrow, two hands before noon, if you'd be so kind to attend. How about you? Are you ready for, uh, are you available for any meetings? She gives you a little wry smile. They'd each take their bow and they return to Elder Griff's office. Uh, excuse me, uh, wait, who, where do we meet? Here, silly, like you did before. <sighs> okay, this is good. His bodyguards are cheeky. I must say that uh, Elder Griff's got uh, quite good taste with his beasts and his uh, gods. <laughs> They're respectable women, okay? Yeah, no, I separated the guards <laughs> from the beasts. The, the beast was the dragon. The guards are the, the ladies. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, Gaddafi, I guess, I with all the, all the For some reason, women. I just felt like I needed to say that. <laughs> it's no surprise that Elder Griff is a man of his word. No. Tomorrow he'll probably want to learn all that has happened from your perspective, yes. Many questions still must be answered, yes. Yes. Nitchell seems lost in thought for a second. He nods and collects himself and focuses on Anders. Anders, you have come a long way since I have seen you last. Less puke on your armor to be sure, yes. Well, yes, I got a half plate. It's uh, much easier to clean. You see, the the workings of the metal are much, you know, there's much less space for the, the vomit to... You see, look look here, you see. You see what I mean? I don't think you give yourself enough credit, no. Yes, I think you are ready. I think you are ready for the rest of your story. Hmm. You yes, you weren't quite ready. He interrupts you quickly. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> yes, you weren't quite ready to hear it all when I met you last. Let me show you. 
Nitro puts a withered old hand on your shoulder and starts to chant a spell. I want you to know that technically, you can use a will save to try and fight this if you wish. Do you fight it? No, this uh, Nitro is the only person so far that I've met that really knew anything about my past. I'd be a fool, aside from that strange witch in the woods with her... Anyways, the, the, the raven. Uh, no, I, I, I trust that he's going to show me something I, I need to know or want to know. I wish to make spellcraft <laughs> to understand these strange spells he's doing. Yeah, you can roll the knowledge arcana. 23. While this is happening, Travis is starting to play with a coin a little bit. He's sort of trying to move it around his hands and like flip it over his knuckles and stuff. Trying to just play with it. One of the new unclipped coins? Yeah, he's going to pick it up and be like, we earned this. And he's just going to start playing with one of his fingers. You notice that Nitril is starting to cast a spell called Modify Memory. Modify Memory? He's changing my memories. As well as eliminating a memory, adding a memory... You can allow the subject to recall with perfect clarity an event that actually happened. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Crick kind of nods along with it and lets him continue. Either way, you didn't do your will save, so here's what happens. You allow Nitral to enter your mind, and instantly you are brought back in time. You are severely wounded atop your horse as it gallops through the mountain passes away from Gressania, demons chasing not far behind you. You are almost unconscious, blood dripping from many wounds throughout your Gresslanian plate armor down onto your horse. You're holding on with what strength you have left. You can barely see over the blood, sweat, and tears pouring down your face. You know you are not long for this world. And all you can do is trust your horse, which you've known since you were a squire, to keep on going as you hear the screams and cries of demons behind you. Still begging and pleading for Okroma to come, you know that one lay-on-hand spell will help you regain enough energy to ride properly, but that never comes. Consciousness continues to slip away by the second, and you know your time is near. You ask for forgiveness from your father. I, I tried. I tried, father. I tr- tried to do as you asked. I fear I'm not strong enough. Uh. The demons are getting closer. You start becoming delirious and in some weird way, content. You'll get to join your father and brothers and sisters at arms in the afterlife. You fought hard and long and you're tired. So, so tired. At this point, you hear a distant voice. It almost sounds like it's from your imagination. Balag Boga! I... I... What is that? You somehow muster the energy to look up. Down the road, you see a mysterious man appear out of nowhere ahead of you, and he immediately starts casting a spell. With the spell aiding your memory, you recognize this man casting the spell to be a slightly younger Nitral Haleyard. He truly looks magnificent as he casts, creating a portal unlike any you have seen, with a booming voice so loud you can't even make out the words. 
The world around the portal seems to be warping the space around it in a spectacular fashion. It's giving way to an ancient power, bending all light as it grows, pulling up rocks and dirt from the earth, pulsing with energy, bursting from its core. This spectacular display scares most of the demons away, but not all, as two of them are still right on your tail. You are getting close to the portal, but the demons are closer. You don't know if you're going to make it in time. Nitral is using all of his strength to keep this portal open, and he cannot help you. It's at this moment you hear a battle cry coming from above. And you turn your head slightly to see a robed figure leaping down from a cliff in the mountain pass. You think to yourself, No way! It, it can't be! The figure drops down from high above, landing a dagger in the back of the neck of the closest demon just before it reaches your horse. The demon dies instantly on impact, with the figure landing on top of it. The hood of the figure comes off when she lands, and you see who it is. It is your sister, Tonya. The one who is always running off on random adventures in spite of your father's wishes. Always resisting her designated path to settle down and wed a nobleman. She was always a tomboy growing up, and you are quite fond of her for it. Sneaking in the odd sparring session here and there without your father knowing, Tonya was the one you had to find with the scrying spell that you remembered when Claire was casting hers. She gives you a concerned look before turning to face the second demon, but she doesn't miss a step. Pulling the dagger out of the first demon and spinning around with the short sword in her other hand, with all her might, chops the head clean off the second demon's shoulders. You're finally reaching the portal, the edge of the portal, Nitral still casting to the side of it. He's covered in sweat, barely keeping it open. Time and space seem to slow the closer you get to it. With one last look behind you, you see Tonya running right after you, dagger and short sword dripping with blood. The demon's head is still flying through the air behind her, its body still standing where he lopped it off, gushing with blood through its headless neck. You try to call out to her, but instead you just end up coughing up a bunch of blood on the back of your horse. <coughs> you fully enter the portal, and immediately it starts to close. The last thing you see is Tonya diving through after you. All you remember from then is your eyes struggling to open, and a pressure on your chest. You can't see clearly. Everything is hazy, out of focus. Your horse had fallen dead from exertion and was on top of you. You hear as Tonya struggles to get it off you, but she can't. Each blink you make gets slower and slower as you feel the powerful urge to join the abyss. You can barely fight it at this point, and the last thing you hear is, Andrews, I will find help. I will come back. The next thing you remember is waking up in Betchland, and that's where the spell ends. Suddenly, you're brought back to a room full of Phrasma tapestries facing Nitril. A compassionate look on his face as he studies you. Anders, I must let you know something. That was 300 years ago, and your sister Tonya, she is alive, yes. And if you want to know what happens next, you're going to have to listen to the next episode. Tonya. Oh my gosh. Sleep to princess. <laughs> yeah. You guys did it good. <sighs> Great success. Yeah. No! Elder Griff screams as Princess Gertrude's stone body slowly crumbles into a pile of pebbles and dust. 
He scoops up what's left of her in his hands and screams again. Nezra turns to you guys. Yes, not good. No, let us wait outside. Akimbo panics. What? Sorry. That was, that that was, was the bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs>